0: You were born
1: this way, baby. This is Pridecast Live on KPFK 90.7 FM. I am Vic Jarammi and you're listening to a special The Blunt Post with Vic with my special guest, Seppi Shine. Seppi, welcome and thank you for being on this very last show of Pridecast Live on KPFK 90.7 FM. How are you? I'm good. What an incredible, incredible uh, day it's been. I'm good, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. It's been an unprecedented day. It is the third year that I've been involved with KPFK's Pride, but this is the first year that Um, I thought it would be so apropos for uh, Stonewall Democratic Club, the most prominent political advocacy organization in the the LGBTQ community, to be a part of it. And I believe you are a member as well. Yes, I am am definitely a
2: member of Stonewall. I was um, endorsed by them in my last campaign for West Hollywood City Council, and
1: I'm an active member. Fantastic. And I want to talk to you about both of those, but let's go back to Pride and the meaning of Pride and what it's been this year for for very good reason the meaning of pride and, and it, the dynamics changed this year with uh, the murder of, of George Floyd and, and a few others before him and the movement that followed. And we declared Pride 2020 uh, a solidarity pride with Black Lives Matter, Black Americans and all other marginalized communities. So I wonder, you know, what's your perspective and how do you see pride in this very tumultuous year? Well, I think
2: um, you, you're you absolutely right. What has happened is a transformation of Pride. Um, pride began as a riot for civil rights by uh, black transgender women um, and women of black, black trans women and um, trans women of color. And so it's then shifted through the years to becoming... Of a celebration as time went on and we got more and more of our rights and equal rights, um, it became more of a celebration, except that not everyone was feeling equal and included. And I think what has happened with this year is a realization that our black siblings um, need better inclusion and there is an intertwining of the Black Lives Matter with the equality that we need within our LGBTQ community to make sure that we truly are equal within our community
1: as well. Right. Well said. Including including the trans community, I think we've had our own uh, prejudices, if you will, within our community and shortcomings and we are sort of it's a it's a time of reflection. So some good has come out of it. Yes, definitely. I think
2: there's been finally some, some recognition uh, that the black trans community, especially black trans women, need more uh, support, more attention to the astronomical uh, disproportionate numbers of black trans women being murdered. And there's more people that are paying attention, and now we need to transmute that
1: energy into action. Right. Yeah. it's That saying that says uh, faith without works is dead. You know, it's good to have faith, but you have to also put it in action. So uh, absolutely. You know, the other thing that's made this year's uh, pride sort of different or sort of unexpected is that, you know, the Trump administration for three and a half years has been chipping away at hard won rights by the LGBTQ community by attacking our rights uh, one by one, especially trans rights, uh, by banning uh, trans uh, military service members, uh, etc. And just a few weeks ago, uh, the Trump administration took away a lot of uh, health benefits uh, for the trans community. And then all of a sudden, there was a landmark Supreme Court win, which um, 6 to three, the Supreme Court declared that the 1964 civil rights apply to the LGBT community or you know in the, pertaining to workplace discrimination and getting fired from work because of being LGBTQ by stating that the word sex refers to sexual orientation as well as gender identity. So that was like this big win that we were sort of surprised with. So that also sort of makes this year very strange. I can't come up with another word. Well, it's extraordinary um, because
2: when we got marriage equality, uh, those of us in the movement really were still aware and fighting so long for employment non-discrimination. Marriage equality has been fantastic for our community that wants to be married. But in 30 states, you could be married one day Fired, and not everyone in the- Transgender siblings is really, really difficult. It's going to be difficult, and um, so we continue the
1: fight. Yeah, absolutely. So it's been kind of exciting to see a lot of pride festivals become virtual this year, and then uh, multiple networks and uh, large nonprofit organizations sort of joining. There have been a lot of partnership. There's been a lot of great creative content out there. You know, Pridecast Live is, is one of them. We also had Global Pride, which is also today. Today is uh, Global Pride. Yes. so So it's, it's been kind of an exciting year, too, when we've become more innovative. Definitely.
2: The technology that's allowed us to uh, connect. You know, we, we're not able to connect in person, but we've, we've increased our ability to connect geographically. So to have World Pride today and be able to, from all over the world, be able to take part in Pride together is a whole different level
1: of connection. Yeah, and, and it's, it's slowly we are sort of like seeing parallels between each other's lives, like the solidarity that was shown from countries all over the world for Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Um, it's sort of, it's just good to see that. This is Pridecast Live on KPFK 90.7 FM. I am Vic Gerami and you're listening to a special episode of The Blonde Post with Vic with guest Seppi Shine. Going forward, you know, Pride basically ends, uh, Pride month is June, so it ends in a few days. And we have a few months of uh, very sort of anxious few months ahead of us for so many reasons. First off, because COVID-19 is still a, a factor in our lives and uh, there've been, you know, there's no cure, there's no vaccine yet, but even more so because of the elections coming up. What's your perspective and how do you feel about where we're headed? Well, um, regarding the
2: uh, presidential campaign, I personally think Trump's um, presidency is dead in the water. However, because of that, The um, Republicans are going to do everything they can to um, commit even stronger voter suppression across the board. So we have to just be vigilant, vigilant, vigilant. We can't just think, oh, we're good, because we're not. We have to get as many people out to vote. Um, And the the recent primary elections that were this past week in, in New York, you know, we have uh, two black gay men win their congressional primaries. We, we right. might have two black gay men for the first time serving in Congress so that's really important. We need to secure the seats we've gotten in the House um, and the Senate and pick up more so we all need to fight hard and then there's local races too that are hugely important because we're affected every day by who
1: is in our local races. Absolutely, I mean We just heard, or I I read in the paper about, right here, a local council member, city of L.A., that was just arrested for embezzlement and taking bribes from developers. So these are things that happen to, I mean, all elections affect all of us, no matter where they're at. But, you know, locally, it's even more so. And you personally, you're running for a city of West Hollywood city council, correct? yes i am and it's interesting that he
2: you know he was arrested for a pay-to-play scheme with developers and when it's been known for a long time that his um uh, this investigation was uh happening but he was still serving on la city council actually until his arrest and um council member david rue passed a limit on uh, developer money in campaigns, so it's, it's, it's a good start, I think it needs to definitely, can. there's loopholes in it, but it's a great start because we're now, LA City was the first city in the nation to put a limit on developer donations of people that come before the city um, with projects, they can't donate to campaigns, whereas with my campaign, last time and this time for West Hollywood City Council, I pledge to not take any money from developers because I believe in campaign finance report uh, reform, running clean campaigns and um, we need more inclusion in West Hollywood because uh, I'll be the first woman of color elected to city council and the second lesbian in a city like West Hollywood we've only had one queer woman for one year
1: yeah that's um, kind of unthinkable yeah yeah absolutely and, and also the the reference to West Hollywood being called uh, Beverly Hills East. hopefully combat that a little bit.
2: Oh yes, absolutely. I mean, um, we need progressive candidates and council members, to, truly progressive on city council to create so many reforms and social justice reforms. I've asked the city of West Hollywood to create a social justice task force made up of black, indigenous and people of color to advise city council on the needed Uh, transformative reforms to dismantle systemic racism and that's just the start of my point. So uh, true transformation is coming and it's not just going to happen. We need more people that believe in social justice now to run for office, to support candidates who uh, will create change and courageously, courageously take stands that may not seem popular but it's coming from a place of passion and truly wanting
1: to create change. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. I hope that you are that change that West Hollywood needs very badly. But we're going to come back to you, but I wanted to see, do you think that we have a chance of getting the Senate in November? I think we do.
2: I think that um, what, for example, Amy McGrath, uh, who is up against Mitch McConnell, right, uh, did pretty well this past week, um, and we need to start pouring in volunteer time and donations to help. We also have um, so many others who are up for um, election to win Senate races, and House races are still important because we need to actually secure the House races. For example, CD25 right here, uh, that was Katie Hill's seat that we lost because she resigned, and. Christy Smith is running for that seat, and she's remarkable, and so we need to do everything we can. Look, the Republicans have a ton of money, and they have voter suppression on their side. But as long as more of us vote, 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 and get out the vote, then they, no amount of voter suppression is going to stop us. So at the end of the day, it's about voting, and I feel very hopeful with
1: I've been, I've been sort of saying that we need a 5% buffer. So no matter where we think we're supposed to be, add another 5%. So it gives us room for all the trickery and uh, cheating and voter suppression that Republicans are already scheming all over the place. Absolutely. And don't forget, there, there's
2: not one bill that has been passed to secure our elections. So that's still out there, too. And that's why Trump didn't want the... Um, will plan mail to happen because you're going to use these um electronic voting machines which are not uh secured
1: basically yeah anything they can do to make it harder for democrats to vote they're doing it in georgia and other states already they have been doing it and uh, i'm sure it's going to follow in the next few months so we all have uh, our work cut out for us this is Pridecast Live on KPFK 90.7 FM. I am Vic Gerami and you're listening to a special episode of The Blunt Post with Vic with guest Seppi Shine. Well, how about you? What's the plan for you going forward in the next few months leading up to November 3rd? Sure. So uh, we've been in, we have a fundraising
2: deadline coming up on June 30th where it's an important disclosure that we need to make to come out really strong against the other candidates then we're going to hit the ground running. We're going to uh, pull our nomination papers, get the signatures we need, get on the ballot officially, and then um, get out the vote, get
1: out the vote, get out the vote. Okay. And what's uh, if someone wants to get more info about you or help, volunteer, donate, etc., where would they go? They would we'll go
2: to sephyshine.com, S-E-P-I-S-H-Y-N-E,
1: sephyshine.com. Okay. Fantastic. What, um, what more can you tell us, or any parting words about Pride 2020 and uh, to our listeners and everyone that's celebrating with us? Definitely.
2: I will say that it's important through all of the transformations we've had with the pandemic, it was just unprecedented. It's a um, huge shift in our lives worldwide in this generation to experience this and the worldwide Black Lives Matter movement. Look at all of the change and transformation that's happened. I mean, uh, Adam Schiff uh, withdrew his his endorsement of Jackie Lacey. Huge, because the people rose up. And it just shows the power of the people to make change. And the things we were always told we can't do, we were able to do. And so the power of the people is limitless, and we need to remember that. And pride can change. And we can embrace all of our LGBTQ family and have equality within our community and change Pride. We can always change Pride to what we want.
1: Yeah, it, it evolves, and that's a good thing. Yes, absolutely. It, it evolves. I was talking about this on a different interview that Pride really has not been the same since Prop 8. So, since Prop 8 was passed in 2008... And then, especially after 2017, the first year that Trump was president, and we, we did the Resist March instead of a parade during L.A. Pride. Yep. Yep. And it's, um, it's changed and evolved, and this year it, it's taken on a whole uh, new meaning and become more layered, and all in a good way. Absolutely. In fact,
2: the change was evident to me after Resist March when we, in 2018, Walking, and I've been at every single Pride uh, since, I, since I've been uh, able to participate and out. So 2018, I'll never forget this, being in the Pride Parade, there was an enormous amount of people and young people and allies supporting. The energy was, was just unbelievable, and it's remained so. So um, we are proud, and we have people who are proud for us, and we need to
1: remember that absolutely so with that you and i are concluding pridecast live 11 hour special program on kpfk 90.7 fm i'm grateful to have you on this on this wrap-up show thank you i'm grateful to be here happy pride yeah. happy pride what, a,
2: what an extraordinary um pridecast live day.
1: It's- yeah and good luck to you um for your city of west hollywood city council election and thank you Seppi. No, thank
0: you, Vic. Have a wonderful rest of Pride. You too. Because you were born this way, baby.
1: Well, this has been an incredible 11-hour of Pridecast Live on KPFK 90.7 FM, the special program commemorating Pride Month and standing in solidarity with Global Pride, which is today, as well as Black Lives Matter. The meaning of pride changes and evolves, and for good reason. And this year has been all about solidarity, that we stand with Black Americans who are victims of police brutality, institutionalized racism, and all other marginalized minorities. So that's what pride has been this year for us and the meaning of it. And I hope that you enjoyed the program and all of our guests our hosts, and everyone else that was involved. And I would like to thank them. I would like to start with Kevin Fleming, the program director at KPFK, and Aniel Fields, the station manager at KPFK. My producer, Ricky Herrera, who works incredibly, incredibly hard. He's very talented. He's done great things with this show. Very grateful for Ricky. Others at KPFK, such as Matt Perez. Thank you, Matt. And then Ryan Basham at the Stonewall Democratic Club. Ryan and I worked in tandem on this, so I'm very grateful for Ryan and his talent. The president of the Stonewall Democratic Club, Lester Ponte. Thank you, Lester. Drexel Hurd, who was also one of my guests, and he is not only the executive director of the L.A. County Democratic Party, but he's also the community vice president of the Stonewall Democratic Club. And of course, Alex Mohajer of Stonewall Democratic Club, who also was the host for a couple of shows. And then Ali Lexa from KPFK, Mark Maxwell, and Jose Benavides from KPFK. Thank you all for being part of the podcast Live. And then I'd like to thank all the hosts of various shows that you heard today. Uh, Ryan Basham, Alex Mohajer, Kiana Williams, Jonathan Welsh, Matt Breen, Matt Hayes, Michael Taylor Gray, Steve Pride, Abby Dees, Scooter J. Stevens, Brooke Wade, Dr. Zanita Kell, Lynn Harris Ballin, Alana Roche, Marcus Lovinggood, and Mackenzie Hussman. Thank you all for all your talent, your work that you put into Pridecast Live. It's been 50 years since the first LA Pride and it's the 51st anniversary of the Stonewall riots. So I'm going to leave you with a quote from Marsha P. Johnson who said, you never completely have your rights, one person, until you all have your rights. That's very poignant and that's very true. And I hope that today has not only entertained you, but inspired you and that we all take this pride and Leaded to the November elections. I am Vic Jarami with the Blunt Post with Vic on KPFK. Last but certainly not least, I would like to thank all of you for tuning in today, listening to this unprecedented program, and I hope you enjoyed it. So thank you, thank you, thank you, and happy Pride.
0: They're the outcasts, and everybody's lying. I go through, sometimes I can't sleep at night. If I hide my face, heaven would be. And it wouldn't be the worst thing that I ever did. It's a hell of a world that we live in. James to a sin a sin. Don't look at me immediately and whisper behind my back, thinking I'm not. neat and not believe there's an enough-